Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 209, When Too Much Is Not Enough, Part 3. I'm learning some novel concepts and their relevance to life on Earth. Leapfrogging is an interesting climate science term. The 1.4 billion people in India, for example, consume 1,000 watts per person, less than one-tenth of what Americans use. There were very few phone lines in existence when cellular phones first became available, and by 2015 there were a billion subscriptions. So the culture leapfrogged, skipping landlines altogether. Only half of the population owns a refrigerator and one in ten a computer. As the demand inevitably increases, India has the opportunity to not expand gas and coal to produce electricity, but rather leapfrog to solar and wind. Half a billion Indians still cook with wood or dung and instead of going to natural gas could leapfrog right to electric induction heat. Most Indians have never owned cars, so again, skip the gas guzzler and go straight to electric. A similar story might be created for Africa as people inevitably want the comforts of more, quote, developed, unquote, nations. Transition quagmire is another term with giant implications for human survival. It refers to the enormous challenge of transporting power from places where wind and sun are abundant to urban centers that use gobs of electricity and are being encouraged to use even more as part of the shift to a fossil fuel-less economy. With power lines crossing state boundaries and multiple counties, the bureaucratic nightmare of approval for the millions of miles of lines needed to really decarbonize the country's grid is gargantuan. There are already, unfortunately, multiple examples of this quagmire. The TransWest Express was intended to bring wind power from Wyoming to West Coast cities. It's been held up for years because of conservation easement and rancher litigation issues. The third notion of interest to me is that of deep uncertainty, (laughs) a term used to describe the reality that there are known unknowns of concern, but also unknown unknowns. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is responsible for tracking weather-related disasters in the U.S. In the 1980s, there were an average of three per year. In 2020, there were 22 disasters that whacked the country, each costing more than a billion dollars. The peak so far of a decade-by-decade climb in terms of weather destruction. Think about all the infrastructure in the U.S. built with the relative certainty of past climate patterns. Ike Dyke is a $30 billion project in the Houston area designed to create a system of gates at the mouth of Galveston Bay to prevent the city from horrific flooding. Similar projects are underway in South Carolina, Virginia, and even some parts of Miami, though many just concede that that metropolis will flood no matter what with the attendant loss of billions of dollars of real estate. The mega drought, which has hit the Southwest since 1998, has created deep uncertainty for the Colorado River Basin and Hoover Dam and, of course, Lake Mead, now only a quarter full, the days of being lined with pleasure boat facilities now long gone. Since 2016, there have been an average of at least 21 million people displaced by weather-related events each year. Greta Thunberg, the youth activist, proclaimed in 2021, quote, There is no planet B. 
There is no planet, blah, 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 blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders, words. Words that sound great, but so far have led to no action. Of course, we need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah, 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 and where has that led us? Close quote. The extreme, extreme danger here, besides the almost weekly catastrophes we are now seeing, including the disappearance of island nations and the incessant melting and retreating of Antarctica's Florida-sized Thwaites Glacier, dubbed Doomsday, is that we all just become overwhelmed. I know I feel it myself at times. Please, not another story, or podcast for that matter, on the latest version of how the world is falling apart and humans seem too stuck in their greedy ways to change what needs changing. From offshore wind farms to experimental electric aircraft such as the Beta Alia to aerated cement-free green concrete, progress is clearly being made. But are such initiatives enough to mitigate the destructive effects of the endless growth, mostly through fossil fuels, capitalistic model of the world? How can we prepare for a future we can barely imagine, except with more doom and gloom scenarios? Fires, floods, and famines seem an otherworldly over there until they're at our doorstep. The cycle of bad news creating paralysis leading to more bad news is clearly one to avoid. Which brings me back to the optimism of the 2008 book, 50 Ways to Save the Earth. Many little streams make a mighty river, as a Swedish proverb states. If I try to embody one way to be part of the solution, it boils down to consume less and caretake more. And for those who have the time, energy, and financial contributory power, work on getting our leaders, legislatures, to stop the blah, 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 and get into action. I still never hear anyone saying something to the effect of, we need to change our ways. They are currently unsustainable. Sacrifices are required. I guess that makes for unpopular political theater. Win-win narratives need to be created and embraced. If not for us, then for our children and grandchildren. The gap between our collective aspirations to alter the present course of planetary destruction and the reality of the on-the-ground efforts required to make it so is enormous. Will magical yet undeveloped new technologies save us? Perhaps, but right now it seems our best bet is persistent, concerted, individual, and collective positive action. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.